Hi everyone. I'm just emptying this dishwasher, getting ready for another hazelnuts. Not sure where the big R is yet, but I know he'll show up any moment. Oh my god, what's that? Oh man, I know we're talking about deep frying, but god, hot air! Oh my god. Randy? Big R? Oh my god, it's you! Oh my god, so much hot air! <laughs> Here we are again. Welcome to another Hazelnuts and Oh Boy. <laughs> How would you like to submit a recipe to us? Just tell us the recipe you'd like to submit on Twitter at ACB Hazelnuts. That's A C B Hazelnuts. H-A-Z-E-L-N-U-T-S. Do you have a suggestion for the show? Just tweet us. Hey, Big R. Hey, Debbie. Hey, yay. Hey, what's up, All everybody? right. That was a really funny opening, wasn't it? I'm, I'm still <laughs> laughing. <laughs> As you can hear, how do you come up with things like that? Well, from hanging around you. Ah, well. You I, know, I've it gives me ideas. <laughs> <laughs> well, hanging around you gives me ideas too. That's the way it should be with, with a, a, a great That's right. team. That's right. Whatever our team That's is. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Well, a little tiny bit of business before we start chatting about food. Um, and yes. I'm having problems, and they're all going, That's Yes, we know that. What I do for a living. Are we sure we should be doing that here? No. <laughs> I'm not going to pay you to tell me that I have a messed up voiceover, not voiceover, but uh, voicemail, <laughs> voicemail. <laughs> account. <laughs> but but I mean, you know, I just don't like the services. I don't care for Google Voice right now until we can. Uh, I'm on track of another one, though. I'm, I'm hearing some good things about something. So uh, I don't want to put a voicemail number up until you guys can get into it, until we can get into it, until it's great quality, because a lot of stuff is at 8-bit. And for those who have no idea what I'm talking about, because this is a food show, let's just say there are very few potato chips in the bowl. <laughs> it's not good enough. Uh-huh. <laughs> we want our chips. And we want to hear them, too. <laughs> we want to yeah. hear some voicemails out there. But we'll get you a number real soon. Uh, I'm just not happy happy with it right now oh, randy. yeah i know randy we want a happy randy oh, I, I, i'm happy no we're both not ways. happy no we're both not happy we're we're not happy with this situation we That's want true. our voicemail to be working in a better way oh i'm happy about one thing though i have a couple of demonstrations you guys that are really good from a from oh. a, from an individual one is about how he makes a certain type of popcorn, and that's a great demo. That will Ooh, be coming up um, cool. in a week or so, uh, or two. Mm-hmm. And then yep. another one that I have neglected to talk about, and I can't believe that I have neglected to talk about this, but he dropped in another demo. It's all about the Soda Stream. Oh, I was going to do one. Ah. Okay, cool. And I'm so, I was thinking of doing one. I'm so happy about it because... He did yeah. a great job on it, and he um, cool. likes his. I like mine. I have one. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, um, you know, you're not cool unless you have a... A soda, soda stream. stream. <laughs> or a soda stream. That's soda true. <laughs> <laughs> soda true. Oh, that was so bad and good. It was. I, I know. <laughs> uh, I had just finished having a delicious 
salmon log. I don't know if um, we'd ever talked about this before, but it has cream cheese. No, I don't think so. Ground-up walnuts. Ooh. Onion, celery. Oh, man. And had it on. Oh, that sounds delicious. Some delicious crackers. Of course, still into smoothies, as usual. I uh, found, believe it or not, most anything you put in a smoothie is just uh, delicious. I had uh, a peanut butter. <laughs> You're going to... I'm just waiting for everybody to go, uh, but... Um, the uh, peanut butter uh, smoothie I had was peanut butter, apple juice, pineapple, and s- spinach. <laughs> I I would do that. Yeah. Because the spinach is is a mild taste, and then I've had peanut butter on apple, like oh, cutting an apple oh my in God. half. I love that. Yeah. Slice up yeah. an apple and dip it in peanut butter. My favorite, one of my favorites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I knew you would do it, but I, sometimes um, I actually had one one person. Jeff Bishop wouldn't do it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 well. Well, well, well. <laughs> I think Jeff would like a smoothie if there was like ham in it or um, maybe. Oh no no no! Or... But if it tasted like you know chocolate milk or something, mm-hmm. he might. He might. I could make him up a smoothie that would taste like chocolate milk. It would have stuff in it. I know. would have no idea what it was. but I That's right. Well, it would have to be that he would hear that someone else made it. Oh, well, you of, know, course. He... of course. He'd never trust me. <laughs> 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 he doesn't trust me anyway the way it is, but with his food, I don't know. <laughs> Let's pick Poor on Jeff, Jeff today. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> um, we are in the process of making broccoli cheese chicken soup. Well, broccoli cheese chicken, that sounds good. That is good, but not chicken Although I don't eat much there. chicken these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, understand. yeah. I understand why. It still sounds good. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, it will be. <laughs> By the time it's here, it, it is good. Yeah. Yeah. So off the record, I haven't heard. Um, do you know if the last hazelnuts got put up? You mean last week? Mm-hmm. Yep. You mean to the podcast? Yep. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. People I have not looked. People have been asking and asking and. Uh oh. So uh, I better go over and tell Larry about it. Yeah. But he's so yeah, swamped I'd... that I just. Uh, I know. know, but still, yeah, know. yeah we we want to make sure they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, so, what have you been up to, food-wise? You know, has it been pretty slow been, for you? Yeah, I've been oh falling down. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh Let man, me. I have not really cooked much in the last week or two. I don't know. Uh, we've been uh, out some, eating frozen dinners. I had a really interesting fajita. It's a new. Stouffer's something that's not a lean cuisine, but it's, uh, what do they call them? Kitchen, kitchen something uh, that are supposed to be like for for weight loss. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking fajitas and the microwave. Ugh. Well, what it is, is it's a dish that has everything that would basically be in a fajita in the dish not in a wrap. So you just eat it with a fork. I gotcha. 
So the meat, the beans, and it had black beans, which I love, and, and um, you know, the onions and peppers and various kinds of sauces or whatever is in there. They were all in this, and it, was, it really tasted good. Guess it had what, rice. Guess what is in our refrigerator right now? I don't know. A great big kettle of black beans that have been soaking oh, and ready to be yum. Oh, so, I love. Oh, oh, I do too. Yes, I did. Did you too. cook them yourselves? Yes. Yeah, from dried. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love them from dried. I'm saving. And them. what do you like to add to your black beans? Well, first, uh, I'm just waiting until Jeff Bishop comes over to have some with me, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> I like black bean soup. I like I ham and black beans. beans. I like. I mean, what's not to like it? Uh, we make this uh, dish called Survivor Soup. And what it is is uh, usually rotisserie chicken, onions, celery, uh, if we have, you know, some around. Um, if not, then just onions, uh, corn, salsa, black beans, refried beans. Basically, it's stuff that either comes from a can and, uh, um, <clears throat> and from your fridge. And um, you, you just mix it all together and the black beans give us you know, a nice hearty taste and... It's just very good when you're in a pinch, hmm. for, you know, for and something quick. I like, when you make black bean soup, do you like to puree I give it, it, it gives it the illusion of of uh, having more of a creamed uh, yeah. soup base. And I do too. I do that to fool myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I'll puree maybe, you know, part of it, yep. but not oh, yeah. all of it, mm-hmm. so that there are some beans in there. Same yeah. Way. Oh, delicious. And I do that with uh, lolly, uh, lolly. <laughs> lolly. I got to tell you something while, while I made that <laughs> slip. I do that with um, cauliflower and broccoli. And oh, yeah. I, I do a lot of that pureeing, some of mm-hmm. it to make it creamy. Now, mm-hmm. that slip. Uh, reminds me of that book that we're reading. The uh, um book. The um book. I forgot. I have to get back to it. Is it still really good, or well, did yes, you finish but, it? No, I haven't finished it yet. But the reason that I mentioned the um book, I want to tell you a uh, a slip, a grammatical slip that that I made, and I was talking about. I wanted. I was trying to uh, say the word bump dots. Talking to someone about placing bump dots on the treadmill, uh, on this person's treadmill. And I said, "Well, have you put any dump? Have you put any dumped bots on there? Dump bots. <laughs> dump bots. Dump bots. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was it. Um, you know, after we were both just we were on Roger, I believe at the time, oh, and we were just pasta. laughing, and I just totally lost it. I just I couldn't get over it. And I still think. Oh, about I it. love it. Dump bots. That's great. Yeah. Dump bots. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Now it's time for sound bite. 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 <laughs> Make sure you use a sharp enough knife. A dull knife won't do it. That's right. That that's a good sound bite. It okay. Is. Yeah, I like that. That's all right. Okay. So use a sharp enough knife or you will and a lot of times it's easy. It's tempting to want to use a dull knife hoping not to get cut, but it will mean oh, that no, the food no, won't get cut very well either. And you can cut yourself more so with a dull knife than a sharp one. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you know we are Apple approved? 
What does that mean? That means you can now search for Cooking with the Hazelnuts with any podcast catcher. You can use Downcast, Overcast, Podcast from Apple or QCast for your Windows PC. In the edit field, enter in Cooking with the Hazelnuts. You'll find us. Once you do, subscribe. Tell your friends. It's all what it's cracked up to be. We went to Outback last night. How do you like uh, that? I've always been interested in trying that place. You know, it was okay. My friend Des loved it. Um, I liked it, but their knives are terrible. Even with all of that that I liked, I think... I actually like Applebee's steak better. Okay. And their mashed potatoes a little better. I mean, these were good, mm-hmm. but I I don't think it, I think it's overrated. Their carrot cake wasn't as great either oh, as gosh. I think it could be. And the bloomin' onion, I mean, it's good, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I I just think it's a little bit overrated, but I mean, I what I did like though was that the braille menu was there and it was totally up to date. Mm-hmm. It was 2016. And wow, what a menu. Oh, man, so much stuff. Now, when you said they're knives, what are the knives like? Dull. I mean, they, they're they big steak knives, but, man, they didn't work very well for either one of us. We tried four or five of them. I figured they probably we gave talked you a to dull the steak knife for certain reasons that we won't discuss. No, oh. no, no. Hers was terrible. They gave <laughs> they gave us replacement knives. We talked to the manager, and I thought his answer was really lame. He said, "Well, if you if that ever happens again, then uh, you know get the server to bring it back to the kitchen and and have us cut it up, and we'll bring it oh out to you." And gosh. I said, "I said that is not a good answer." I said, for one thing, by the time you take it back there, we get your attention. Somebody takes it back there, you bring it up, it's not going to be as warm. And number two, if if a whole lot of people with dull knives, if that's your answer, you're going to be cutting for a long time and be very busy doing that when that's not what your job is to be doing. What you did guys he say? need what did better he... knives. He says, well, yeah, ha, 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 ha. You know, and so we're going to write to corporate. Oh, wow. <laughs> So can I get yeah. in, can I get in on that free meal that you're going to be receiving then? <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, I'll let you know. Oh, Come man. on, man, oh man, <laughs> I don't know, but that I might, mean, that's... and he didn't give us anything off for the inconvenience either. Nothing. Well, Applebee's here I come. You know. I know. I think he should have given us. Jez said too, and I said, yeah, we should have gotten something off for the inconvenience because, I mean, we were both struggling with it, mm-hmm. and then. We got other knives, and we had other place settings at the table, so mm-hmm. we were using those. And we must have tried about five or six knives mm-hmm. between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. well, I'm glad that you mentioned that. I think it's good for people to be aware of what, of what we think of certain restaurants. Mm-hmm. I, haven't been, I have not been there, and um, but uh, that's interesting that you put that in. Um, I am a big fan of Applebee's. I love them. I think they're great. Oh, restaurant. I do, too. Oh. I always remember their ad a couple few years back. It said, get it together, baby. <laughs> that was so funny. Something about going to Applebee's and that was in there. Oh, but yeah. Um, I happen to think, now, this is just my opinion, but I, I think that Applebee's are more of an adult restaurant because only because they have such 
uh, I've seen kids like going, I don't like this food, <laughs> no, so much there. And I don't know why that is. I just happen to think they're great in there, you know, because they have a lot of adult type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, more like. Well, they have those kiosks at the table that they, you can order your food and you can, you know, play games on this thing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, these aren't accessible. Mm-hmm. Come on, you know. I, I haven't um, been there in a while, I have to admit, so for, I don't know, maybe two years or so. So um, what do you do in that case? Oh, I mean, the servers still come around. Okay. I mean, you know, but I think it's kind of interesting that, I mean, they've had them for years. They have oh, had them I, sitting there I, I on the tables. I didn't realize that. Yeah. You know what yeah. you should do is next time, you know, you sit down, take your hand and order something <laughs> just to see what you get. Yeah, right. <laughs> But I always like I always get their steak and garlic mashed potatoes and the vegetables and it's just perfect, perfect. I have, and I never have a trouble. I never have like a speaking? problem with their knife. <laughs> yeah, with speaking, I never have a problem with their knife. <laughs> uh, I um, love their riblets. They have. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had. Oh no, you you're a rib fan. That's right. Um, Not a huge one. No. These are like the size of like from. Well, let, let's say... Little like, cuties. Little like, cuties. Like, yeah, they're little cute little ribby, ribbly things. Um, they're probably about <laughs> maybe seven inches long, and they have like little bones running through them. Uh-huh. And you just... What I do is ribs are made to be uh, picked up anyway. Picked up and eaten. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And I don't care what anybody says. So That's right. Like, send us email. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut this. your eyes if you don't <laughs> like it. Tough. And what I do... <laughs> Is I, I pull the bones out of the out of the little riblets, and then if I want to take my fork, I do. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I just pull the little riblets out and just suck them down like a big vacuum mm-hmm. cleaner. <laughs> oh, they're good. You should see me eat ribs sometime. Oh man, <laughs> it's a sight to behold. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to have Cooking with the Hazelnuts as a podcast? You can subscribe manually. The URL is http colon slash slash acbradio.org slash hazelnuts.xml Thank you for listening. And now, here's our friend Ray using the Philips Air Fryer at the controls with accessibility in mind. Hello, this is Ray. The constantly barefooted Ray as I call myself in emails and such. And I am going to do my demonstration of the Philips HD 9220 air fryer which cost about $199 this is the air fryer that has the analog controls the temperature wheel on the top and the timer adjustment just below it now you're probably wondering is it possible for a blind person to set the temperature accurately on an air fryer like that Yes, it is. And I'm now going to describe how to set both controls. So we begin with the temperature wheel. First of all, at least in the case of my unit, the manual was wrong about something. The implication of the manual said that to get a higher temperature, you turn the temperature wheel more clockwise. In fact, my experiments uh, show that this is wrong. If you want a higher temperature, you turn the temperature wheel to the left, which means that the lowest temperature is in fact all the way clockwise to the right. Now, 
if you place a finger on the temperature wheel, you can feel ridges all along the temperature wheel, all around it. And the way you set the temperature is you count each of the ridges on the temperature wheel. And for each ridge you pass, you count 25 degrees Fahrenheit. Here's how you can tell how to get started. Put the temperature wheel all the way clockwise to the right and place one finger, we'll call it the indicator finger, in the 12 o'clock position. This is the area most greatly recessed in the air fryer where the temperature wheel rests. That is your keep warm setting or 180 degrees or so. Now, move your indicator finger one ridge to the right. That will represent 200 degrees. Then continue moving along the knob. 225 and 250 and you'll notice that you can't move any further because the the uh, fire basically stops you. Now leave your indicated finger on the ridge that indicated 250 and rotate the temperature wheel all the way to the left. Our target temperature is 375 degrees. So what you do is once you've got the wheel moved all the way to the left you start counting ridges again 275, 300, 325, 350 and 375. Leave your indicated finger on that 375 representing ridge and slowly move the temperature wheel until that indicator finger rests in the 12 o'clock position. That is 375 and that's where we want it. And that is how you can, with absolute confidence, set the temperature on the Philips 9220 as a blind person. The timer, thankfully, is much less effort to describe. There's a pointer on the timer and of course when it's off it's at the 12 o'clock position. If you move the timer dial to about the 2 o'clock position, I'm gonna say between the 1 and the 2 o'clock position, that's about five minutes worth of time. If you move the pointer on the timer all the way to the three o'clock position, that represents 10 minutes of time. If you move the pointer on the dial to between the four and five o'clock positions, that represents 15 minutes of time. If you move the pointer on the dial all the way to the six o'clock position, that is 20 minutes of time you will have probably already guessed that 25 minutes of time is between the 7 and 8 o'clock positions on the dial and 9 o'clock well that is the 30 minute position and that is as far as the timer will go it won't go any further alright so what have I got here I have um, two bowls one of which contains french fries the other contains fried, uh, well, it, there will be fried wieners. How did I do that? Well, I simply took a bunch of uh, wieners and cut them up into bite-sized pieces. I only left them in the, uh, in the oven like that so they could remain out of the air, uh, uh, protected, you know, and stuff like that. So, all right, I'm going to move the dial to the... Um,
oh, about 15 minutes or so on the uh, timer because I want to preheat this deep fryer. Now, you don't have to preheat it. The manual says you don't have to preheat it, but I'm going to anyway because I happen to think it works better. So, here goes. And uh, while that's preheating, I'll go ahead and get out the oil. From the freezer, I keep my oil in the uh, ice box. Uh, it just, I just find it's better done that way. Uh, and if you have a problem telling the temperature of things tactily, then the oil will actually, um, it'll be better in the freezer. Besides, you're, you're supposed to keep oil frozen anyway. So, all right, uh, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to uh, open this oil and I'm going to get out a tablespoon and all I want is a tablespoon of oil. When you're doing fried wieners like, when you're doing wieners like this, you need a tablespoon of oil. And uh, that may be overdoing it just a little bit. So, just... The way I measure the tablespoon, by the way, I bring the oil right to the edge of the counter. I put the teaspoon very level on the counter. And then using one finger, I slowly pour the oil with one hand while I wait for it to touch my finger at the top of the tablespoon with the other hand. And it... did. So now I've got oil in the tablespoon. I dump that into the uh, bowl with the wieners. And I can throw that in the, in the zinc now because I'm done with that. You can tell by the way that the uh, air fryer has reached its preheating temperature because the fan speed will increase slightly. Okay, I'll recap the oil and put it back in the freezer. I mean, in the ice box. And I'll just put it on the bottom here. Come back over to the uh, counter. And I'm going to... Uh, Toss the wieners in the bowl to make sure that the oil is properly coating everything. By the time I finish doing that, the fire should be preheated. It's not quite there yet, but it's coming. I'll make sure everything's well coated with oil. You can feel the oil covering everything. You just gently toss the wieners in the bowl until the oil covers uh, all of them, which it is, and uh, now we just wait for oh, uh, a minute or so until the fire is finished preheating, which in fact it almost is. Well, what do you know? Just finished. So alright, I'm going to purposefully leave the unit turned on because I want the heating element to remain hot, hot, hot. So I pull out the pan. 
and set it on the stove. And then I uh, begin to pour the wieners right into the fried basket and that sucker is hot so you really have to be careful how you touch you have to touch very very fast uh, and it helps really I should have wet my fingers before I did this but it helps to keep your fingers wet because uh, if you uh, keep your fingers wet you have a slight cushion between you and the hot surface oh that sucker is hot 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 good but that's exactly the way we want it good and hot so all right that bowl now goes into the zinc and the uh, basket goes right back in the fryer now the cooking time I would say is going to be very small because you're dealing here with uh, uh, you're dealing with very small pieces so we're talking about roughly 10 minutes of cooking time and that's what the timer is set at now so uh, it's really uh, exciting to do this. I'm going to get a paper plate while that's proceeding. I, uh, you know, the way cool thing about it is I actually don't uh, use paper towels anymore. When I uh, used to deep fry my stuff, I used paper towels to soak up the extra oil. But in uh, the case of the air fryer, I'm finding that there's no extra oil to soak up. The little oil there is gets circulated back onto the food. So it is not necessary at all to use paper towels to soak up the oil because there's no extra oil to soak up. Even in the case where you put a little oil into something, as I just now did, even that little amount of oil is, uh, is soaked up by the cooking process. So there is no necessity for paper towels to soak up anything. And we're proceeding here quite nicely with the uh, frying process. The analog timer, as you can hear, is still going. Mm. Mm. Got a whole pack of wieners in there. Let's see, I don't know if the flying process will reveal itself. I'm uh, trying to get the microphones right between the uh, door of the drawer of the pen and the uh, fire, but I don't think it's going to show anything really. I love this air fryer. It, I count it as one of the best Christmas presents I ever received. Uh, in 2012, my sister gifted me a soda stream. Uh, it was originally a fountain jet, but then uh, something happened to it, and uh, I had to have the soda stream company replace it, and they replaced it with a splash play, which is one of their uh, newer models. And I love that. I, I just, I really do. I enjoy it a lot, actually. Yes, I can hear the frying process is pretty well underway. I don't know if, uh, if you can hear the actual process. But I can hear it, and it's nicely underway. 
Uh, did you hear the fan speed change just then? That marks the fact that the fire is preheated to 375 now. And when the heating element cools back down, the temperature will uh, uh, turn back on the heating element and the fan speed will decrease just slightly. Now because I have such tiny pieces here, uh, I want in a minute or so to pull the pan out, give the wieners a little bit of a shake, you know, just a gentle shake, and uh, then I'll put them back in. Uh, especially when you're dealing with tiny little bite-sized pieces like this, you want to make sure you do that. Now while I'm waiting for the minute or so to pass by, I should remark that Tefal also makes an air fryer. I almost bought it, but um, when I read the uh, Amazon reviews on it, I noticed that it had these little paddles that stirred things around inside the pan, but um, there was a great big deal breaker for me, and that was that if you're breading something, those little uh, stirring paddles actually take the breading off what you're doing. Well, I said to myself, Sounds like a good idea, but executed poorly. So I kind of gave up on the air fryer concept. Until one morning while I was looking for something on YouTube, I ran across the Philips air fryer. Did a little more research and decided that it was prudent to ask for the analog model. I wasn't sure whether a blind person could use the digital model of the Philips. And so I questioned whether it was necessarily a terribly charitable thing to ask the family to spend $299 on something that I wasn't too sure about. So I decided to play safe and go analog, and um, I do wish the capacity were a little larger, but uh, eh, it is what it is. Well, it's time to do a little bit of a shake, you might say, so uh, take the pan out. Listen. Shake. and put it back in. Yeah, just shake it. I did that with one hand, by the way. That's another thing. You, you can uh, use one hand to do this sort of thing. And uh, this is really fantastic. Now, um, I do have uh, my Tefal Optigrill, which I got for my birthday last year, and I really do enjoy it. I made many a hamburger on that Optigrill, many a hot dog, and many a sausage for breakfast. And let me tell you, friends and neighbors, I've never gone wrong with that Optigrill. That Optigrill, it's so funny, there's a funny story, but I, I've got to tell you about the Optigrill. Uh, way back when my former girlfriend and I uh, were going together, she was looking for a, a grill for me, kind of like the George Foreman type of thing. And she called the New Orleans Lighthouse for the blind, and they thought that a blind person couldn't use a, a grill like a George Foreman type of thing. Which is really funny because Pam Allen, the director of the Louisiana Center for the Blind, uh, what I went to, she told me that a lot of people think that the only way a blind person can cook is with a grill. With a, with an, so anyway, I got that grill, and that worked well for, for quite a while. But then I... I Ran, uh, somebody sent me an email message on one of the, of the uh, NFB lists and I 
uh, notice it was about a, about a grill that a blind person could actually use, and I, I was intrigued. So I looked it up, and sure enough, the OptiGrill, and I read many things about it on the internet. I read the manual. I saw many a YouTube video. And I tell you, my complaint about the YouTube videos is that these uh, sighted people, so much of the time, they're wrong about little details, little details that do matter. And um, I got to tell you, uh, most of the reviews of the Philips Air Fryer that I saw, uh, frankly, they leave a lot to be desired as far as details about how you do stuff. Uh, and a lot of them were very produced. They're almost like TV commercials. So I didn't consider those reviews to be terribly honest, to be quite candid with you. I just uh, didn't. Well, uh, so I mainly just read the manual on the uh, internet and did a lot more research. And I saw there were some air fryers uh, that used halogen bulbs to heat uh, the food and the air fan just circulated the hot air. But be aware of those, because if you're going to use an air fryer that has a halogen bulb, you'd better hope it's user-replaceable, because if the halogen bulb is not user-replaceable, and the air fryer goes out, you got a brick, folks. That's what's going to happen. You're stuck with a brick. With the Philips air fryer, you don't have anything to worry about, because the heating element is just above, on the top of the, uh, of the containment area where the pan is in. The fan, which is an eight-blade impeller, is right above the heating element, which and the heating element is right below the fan, and then the the exposed heating element almost makes direct contact with the uh, pan, but not quite. And that's part of the secret, and another part of the secret to how the air fryer moves uh, air around so effectively is the bottom of the pan. If you look, if you take out the fry basket and you examine the bottom of the pan, there are four like curved crescent-shaped arm-looking things, and they're kind of what I guess you could call passive blades, and they are what recirculate the air back up through the fry basket. And that is the secret to how the oil is recirculated back into the food. And now we're waiting for the timer to go off. We'll get the oil in just a minute. Listen. Don't that sound good, folks? I need to put this on the stove and let it rest for a minute. And uh, the rest of the demonstration, I dare say you're familiar with. Now, one word of caution. When you're putting the pan on the stove, hold it only by the plastic handle. Do not touch the pan with bare hands. Otherwise... You're going to be making a trip to the emergency room, friends and neighbors. Believe me. Now, if you don't think you can handle the pan uh, just by the, by the handle, uh, for goodness sake, uh, put on an of glove. Or if you've got a pair of them, which I do, uh, those turn out to be handy too. Those of gloves are something else. They beat the regular oven mitts by a mile, I'm telling you. But uh, I'm handling this with bare hands, and that's okay because if the... Uh, Pan has a, has a fairly wide drawer-looking type area where you can handle it by the handle without having to touch the, 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 the bare metal of the pan itself, uh, which I wouldn't dare do even now, even though it's been about 30 seconds or so, because, uh, folks, I'm telling you, you, uh, 
you uh, handle that pen right after you take it out. You, you touch that barehanded and you're going to go to the emergency room mighty quick. And that you can regard as a promise. No, it didn't happen to me, but it just, you know, I, I did actually get a um, small burn, but it was not anything major. It was, I was just being hasty and, and uh, uh, therefore somewhat uh, senseless in the way I handled it. I underestimated how hot the, the pan would be, um, <clears throat> but I, um, okay, the burn healed itself. Don't be scared. It was just, you know, blindness had nothing to do with it. I assure you, blindness had nothing to do with it. It was just impulsive uh, carelessness. That's what it was. Uh, that's how sighted people get burned too. Now, sighted people get burned as well as blind people. Uh, don't you think that a, a, the sighted person don't get burned? I've seen it happen a few times, believe me. Sighted folks burn themselves bad as we do, maybe sometimes even worse, actually. Uh, and that's because uh, they're, they think in their eyes do everything, those poor uh, light-dependent folks, and uh, they just get in a whole big fat hurry, and, and then all of a sudden you got a trip to the emergency room uh, that they got to make. <laughs> Well, I reckon that uh, I should be cool enough to put the wieners in the plate now. So I'm going to extract the uh, pan out of the basket. Uh, uh, the ba I'm going to extract the basket out of the pan. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to press the button on the top of the handle and lift the basket straight up. comes right out of the pan. So perfect. Now, uh, I don't need paper towels to put the uh, wieners on because the oil is already soaked up in them. Oh, yeah, I can already tell. Oh my gosh, yes indeed. That basket is still very hot to touch barehanded, but that's okay. Quick touching is okay if you're really quick, and uh, I believe now that I've got everything, yes, I do have everything, I'm going to go ahead and put the basket uh, on the counter, actually, because I want to uh, get these wieners in the microwave, just as a keep warm precaution here, and... I'm going to do that. This is a Frigidaire microwave and it has uh, digital controls, which I've railed. I'm going to set it for 10 minutes at zero power. And then 10 minutes at 10% power. Okay, and now at last I'm going to transfer the fries right into the fry basket, which has cooled down considerably even now. So I, I put these fries in the bowl because it was just a lot faster to do it that way. So I transfer everything over. They're completely dry. All right. Oh yeah, they're completely dry. Uh, that bowl now goes into the zinc as well. And uh, the fry basket goes back into the pan, the pan goes into the air fryer, and the fryer gets set for 20 minutes. And while that's going, uh, the microwave goes on, and I am going to uh, I think I'm going to pour something from my uh, soda stream.
classic Coke. Get another bottle. I have four one liter bottles of Coke that I made in my soda stream. And I just, uh, I, um, yeah, you can tell that fizz is still there. And when I pour, well, listen. I don't know if, uh, the fizz really is going to come out because of the other noises. I'll recap this. And uh, well, there's uh, really no necessity to continue on with the fries here uh, in demonstration mode. Mom used to prepare fried wieners on the stove in a pot, of course, in a skillet in very much the same way as I'm doing here. She would, of course, have loved this air fryer. There's no doubt about that at all. She would have loved this air fryer. She would have thought it a much better way to uh, prepare fried foods. I think the first deep fryer I had was a sunbeam. And it was a rather heavy round fryer with a heavy glass lid. It had an indicator on the inside that you could feel when you uh, were pouring the oil. Uh, then the next uh, deep fryer I got was from QVC and it was a Tefal Cool Touch Deep Fryer and it lasted me for quite a while actually. The next deep fryer I got was a uh, Cool Touch DeLonghi and it had a hose through which you could drain the oil when you were done with it. And that one lasted for quite a few years. And then after that I got a much larger capacity of DeLonghi fryer which served me well until Christmas of last year when I got this Philips Air fryer. which has served me well and which continues to do so. As you can hear, the air fryer is actually quite quiet. It's, it's unbelievable how quiet it is. Uh, there's another story, I, I might as well while away the time with stories while I can think of them and I just thought of one. It's so funny. Um, my first exposure to air cooking was actually not with an air fryer. 
it was a rather unique situation. I was at a convention in 1994 in Detroit and those of us who were in the hotel room had a rather unique situation with which to contend. We had a box of Pop-Tarts which we wanted to eat. We had no way to heat them. We certainly weren't going to ask the hotel to come up and get them and heat them for us. Uh, so we had to do something. One of my uh, friends, Eddie, came up with a novel idea. He had a hair dryer in his possession. So, to demonstrate his point, he took a Pop-Tart and he put it on a napkin and then he turned on the hair dryer to the hottest setting it had and the highest fan speed it had. After about half a minute or so under that hair dryer, uh, folks, that Pop-Tart was hot, hot, hot. It was every bit as hot as any toaster could make it. So we had Pop-Tarts by hair dryer that particular morning. But then I forgot about the uh, experience as the years went by and, and so on. When my microwave starts to warm up the wieners again, the air fryer's timer should be uh, just about 10 minutes, and I can tell by the knob that it's just about at 11 minutes now. So, folks, this is really going to be something. A favorite dish of mine ever since I was a child. Believe it or not, I do have one more funny story to while away the time... Until I was five years old, I ate nothing but M&M's, potato chips, and chocolate milk. Uh, nobody who hears me tell that story believes it, and I understand why, but it's true. For the first five years of my life, all I ate was potato chips, M&M's, and chocolate milk. The first other kind of food I tried was a blueberry Pop-Tart. When I was at a friend's house, I padded into the kitchen, smelled the blueberry Pop-Tarts heating up, and I, my attention was attracted immediately, and I, well, I, from there on, I started eating more regularly. That may very well explain why I have such a high tolerance for what we call junk food. Alright, it's time for a little bit of a shaking process. You know the drill. Out! Yeah, listen to that. Gotta put them back in. And let them finish off. Folks, I just have to tell you, this is such a pleasure to do this uh, demonstration. It's just amazing. This air fryer, I tell you, Phillips has really come up with a winner here. I wish... You know what I wish? i tell you what I wish. I wish that Phillips would come up with a convection oven that operated the same way as the air fryer. I looked for one, and I, I can't seem to find one. 
there are convection ovens, of course, and they use hot air, but they don't circulate the air in the same way that a Philips air fryer would. So let me tell you what my dream kitchen appliance would be. Um, see what you make of this. I'll bet Randy would really get a kick out of this. Um, my dream kitchen appliance would be a countertop or built-in oven the size of a large microwave, but that instead of being a microwave, its innards would be designed exactly in the way I'm about to describe. An eight-blade impeller at the very top, the large heating element exposed just beneath the impeller, and the large, tremendously huge cooking area into which one could actually put a roast or an eight-pound turkey or something larger. Uh, and, of course, this dream cooking appliance would be fully accessible. It would have braille on the buttons and it would beep and of course it would speak in areas where it had to speak um, or you could hook up a Bluetooth braille display if you wanted to go about it that way or if you didn't have a Bluetooth braille display it would uh, talk and um, it would tell you you know the different uh, things and it would work a lot like the OptiGrill and that it would have presets now I know what you're thinking well wait a minute they make extra large capacity air fryers like the Cook's Essential that almost is what you're talking about. Um, actually, not quite. Because um, the Cook's Essential is as good as I'm sure it is, doesn't have the capacity that I'm talking about here. We're talking about the capacity of a large oven, full-size oven. Imagine that. Um, with the uh, air fryer concept operating in it. Now, in case you're thinking, well, now wait a minute, isn't that what a convection oven is? To the best of my understanding, no. A convection oven uh, does not circulate its hot air in the same way that an air fryer does. And therefore, it would be a misnomer to call the uh, air fryer a small convection oven. Whoever does come up with a dream kitchen oven such as I have described uh, would make a killing. I seriously believe that. Well, the uh, fries are down just about to five minutes or so, according to the knob on the, on the uh, unit here. Yeah, see, if you touch the timer knob, you can judge how much time has gone by by the position of the knob as I've described it. And it's pretty accurate, too, I must say. You can't really hear the frying process this time. I'll go ahead and put that on the stove and let it rest for a bit and turn this microwave off. It's a Frigidaire. Well, the rest is just me eating and I don't think that would make for a very uh, good demonstration, frankly. So I'll thank you for listening and take care. And I hope this was at least reasonably listenable. And uh, with that, I'll just go ahead and put this aside and turn on something to watch and put the fries in and have me a good time for supper. I wish y'all could join me. This is me, Ray, 
Thanks for listening. Do you have a cooking project or a favorite recipe that you would like to share with us? Do you have a demonstration that you would like to bring to us of your cooking? If you do, we would love to know about it and we will consider having your segment on our show. So use our contact information and let us know about you and what it is you would like to bring to us. Well, it looks like we've done it again. Another episode of Cooking with the Hazelnuts has come to an end. We're very happy that you have downloaded the cast and recommend it to your friends. Thank you for all your comments. And we assure you, we will, at some point, be able to have you send voicemails to us once again. In the meantime, Deb, what is the word of today? Remember, we had words like holy pasta and some other catchy phrases. And we have another phrase for you. Um, Deb, what was that again? It was... Uh... Dump bots. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. How could we forget? See you next time, and thank you for listening to another Cooking with the Hazelnuts. Dump bots. Remember, I was the one that originally said it, and I don't think I'll forget it. Get it together, baby. <laughs> What's that? <laughs>